0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today, like so many other days in Virtual Legality, Epic Games is in the news for making a big splash on the economic side of their major Fortnite product. As IGN reports in their headline, Fortnite lowers V-Bucks prices, calls out Apple and Google's exorbitant mobile payment fees, which is a very kind of dry way of saying that Epic, through their Fortnite product, has just declared a war that CEO Tim Sweeney has been hinting at for a number of weeks, if not months. And that war is on the 30% cut that Apple, through their App Store and Google, through their Google Play Store, take from the sales of in-app purchases in Fortnite, yes, but in everything else as well. I'll leave it at the IGN headline because like so many other things here in virtual legality, we like to go to the source and Epic Games has put out a series of blog posts about what is happening today. The first is that they announced that they will be accepting what they are calling Epic Direct Payment on mobile. Today, August 13th, we are announcing a new way to pay on iOS and Google Play, Epic Direct Payment. This is the same payment system that we use to process transactions on PC, Mac, and Android for Fortnite, and the Epic Games Store. We've been working hard to scale our e-commerce platform to support transactions for big events like Fortnite season launches and the Epic Games Store mega sale, and we're excited to bring the same trusted payment system to iOS and Google Play. In this blog, you'll find more behind-the-scenes details about our focus on security when it comes to transactions. They're trying to convince you that saying that you're going to use Epic Direct Pay, and we'll see how that looks in their format in Fortnite on iOS and the Google Play Store in just a second, is not something that is going to risk your data. Now, I will say, in reality, what they mean is it's not going to risk your data any more than any other payment processor that you would otherwise use. As we see in the news all the time, data gets stolen. There are issues. There are certainly a lot of people that have... Their own issues with the ownership of Epic Games, the $0.10 cent 40% cut, things along those lines, this isn't going to dissuade you from any of those feelings, but it does suggest that everything that they have been using to collect money through their Epic Game Store storefront is also going to be used in this quote-unquote Epic Direct Payment Scheme on the mobile side of things. Or as they say, If you already have a payment account saved with us on your PC or Mac, presumably by using the Epic Game Store, that same account will be available on mobile for iOS and Android players using the App Store and Google Play, although it's going to have to take a while to be rolled out to separate countries. So looking behind the scenes on this, they basically mean that if you set up an account with Epic, we're going to interface with that account directly through the application in the same manner as an in-app purchase would look like for people that are using things on iOS or Android. And that's exactly what they're trying to achieve in a way that is very likely to bother both Apple and Google. In addition to that, the bigger story, the real declaration of war here is what they are calling the Fortnite Mega Drop. Permanent discounts of up to 20%. So for this particular uh, item, what they have said is that they are going to reduce the price of V-Bucks everywhere. Except for one place. The Fortnite Mega Drop is here. Get up to 20% savings on V-Bucks and real money offers for every purchase on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, PC, and Mac, and on mobile when using select payment methods. The select payment methods, in this case, being that Epic Direct Payment method that we were just talking about. They further go on to say, this isn't a sale. These are the new discount prices available anytime, except when you are paying Apple or Google directly. PC and console savings are automatic. If you are on mobile, this is how it will look. How do you want to pay? You can pay the Apple App Store $9.99 to get these $1,000 v bucks or you can just pay Epic $7.99 to also get $1,000 v bucks and they know exactly how that'll look. You'd have to be crazy to hit that top button. Apple knows how that will look. You'd have to be crazy to hit that top button, and it's the same exact thing on the Google Play Store. So they are saying, we are going to cut out the middleman, and we are going to get rid of that 30% that both Google and Apple take out of in-app purchases, and you can get around it simply by clicking on this button and not worrying about anything else. Or as they say, currently when using Apple and Google payment options, Apple and Google collect a 30% fee, and the up to 20% price drop does not apply. If Apple or Google lower their fees on payments in the future, Epic will pass along the savings to you pass along the savings, probably doing a little bit of marketing speak there, and we'll see it referenced in a couple of places. You'll note Epic isn't passing along all of, quote unquote, the savings. They're passing along two thirds of the savings. They're saving 30% on that processing at Apple and Google, and they are giving you a 20% discount. Now, maybe everybody's happy with that, but when you see language like pass along the savings, I like to think that it's all the savings. And so I don't really think they're fully within the spirit of the phrasing that they're using, but certainly a 20% discount is a 20% discount. It says on mobile, you can select Epic Direct Payment to get your new discount, not yet available in all countries, more countries coming soon. And that's the whole thing. Also, in case you were worried, Epic supports their creators by essentially having you be allowed to pick a creator that you want to support. And when you spend V-Bucks, those creators will get a certain amount of money. They actually go so far as to say it will still be based on the number of V-Bucks spent, not the dollars that came into Epic. So essentially on a ratio basis, those streamers that you are supporting those creators that you are supporting for epic will be getting more money because there will be more v bucks in the economy for the exact same amount of cash spend so that's a big deal for epic as well this is a big deal all around this is epic saying we are going to fight those 30 percent cuts at the apple and google level and we are going to do it in app we aren't going to kick you obviously out to the browser maybe they do that as part of the back end maybe they're actually doing that through safari or wherever as the application runs, but we're going to make it easy for you to essentially just skip paying Apple anything. They also released a press fact for people that would otherwise be reporting on this. I don't know if virtual legality counts as press for this purpose, but I certainly found it informative. They did reaffirm that they were going to automatically discount up to 20% on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. The interesting part about that conversation, of course, is that PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch also take a cut of the profits made by someone like Epic selling in-app purchases for something like Fortnite. So the question becomes, are you solely discounting them in order to make trouble for Apple and Google specifically, or did you also simultaneously negotiate a nice break for what would be their ordinary cut, their 30% at PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo, and so you are now enforcing that break specifically against Android, Google, and Apple. I don't know the answer to that question, but even if you didn't get a break, it is apparent that what you view as the most important thing to happen today and out of all of this is to try to break that Android, Google, Apple 30% monopoly. And certainly Epic has been operating on that premise that they want to break 30% as a number that is charged by these platform or hardware holders really since the creation of the Epic Game Store, right? They came out. Swinging against Steam, saying Steam takes 30%, they don't do anything to earn that, we're only going to charge 12%. And this is a very similar kind of concept. This is their second volley, now not just against Steam, but also against Apple and Android to say you don't deserve 30%, maybe you deserve 10 or 12%. You'll note Epic is keeping the 10 or 12% from the savings that they're otherwise gaining from using this method, but we want to break this monopoly. We want, if nothing else, to set up a world in which 30% is not a market standard for this performance of services. So you get the same kind of imagery that we just saw here. You also see the language that we were also talking about. We will pass along the savings to players by offering an alternate payment system. We're not only offering players more choice, but we are able to pass along the savings to players. They know what's going to happen as part of this. We're going to look at the Apple terms of service. We're going to look at the Google terms of service. They know that Apple and Google are not going to like this. They know that within the guidelines that they provide for their developers, they probably have a good case to say this isn't allowed. And so they also know that they go out with a press release. They go out with a fact. They go out with everything else because if Apple and Google want to turn around on them and say this isn't allowed, they can at least point to all of this and say Apple and Google won't let you have a 20% discount. PlayStation will, Xbox will, Nintendo will, PC will, but these two services, they won't let you have that discount for nothing but greed. That's how they would like to position it. That's why they come out guns blazing with all of these releases all at once. They call the Google and Apple fee exorbitant. You saw that referenced in the IGN headline. Currently, there are no savings if players use Apple and Google payment options where Apple and Google collect an exorbitant. 30% fee on all payments. Now, if you just wanted to equate these two things, you could, of course, charge a 10% discount to get you the same Epic 10% that they're keeping from the 20% discount and get to the same place for Epic. But instead, they want to make clear that $10 to them only results in $7 to Epic, whereas $8 directly to them results in $8. Hmm, I wonder which one they would like you to take. Continuing on, does a new payment method on mobile mean purchases there are less safe? Not precisely the question I would have asked, right? And of course, they're asking themselves this question. This is a public relations document. I would want to know how you think you're going to get around the app development guidelines, which you probably don't think you're going to get around. But instead, they answer the question of whether these things are safe. No, thousands of apps on the App Store approved by Apple accept direct payments, including commonly used apps like Amazon Grubhub, Nike, Best Buy, DoorDash, Fandango, McDonald's, Uber, Lyft, and StubHub. Now, do any of you notice anything specific about those particular applications? They're not video games. Apple and Google are very precise about protecting their video game market because while apps do make them money and other applications, enterprise applications, productivity applications, all these kinds of things do make them money. They don't make anything like video game money. Video games is the biggest market in the app store. Apple knows it. Everybody else knows it. They protect that market very, very much. And we will see how that has resulted not just in a fight here with Epic, but in a fight with Microsoft and Facebook and others as part of this video. We think all developers should be free to support direct payments in all underlined bold apps. So they are hinting at what that otherwise list of applications that are allowed to accept direct payments is stating, which is that, They are making—Apple and Google are making specific distinctions between gaming apps and non-gaming apps because they really want to protect their gaming market. And Epic says that's not fair. In operating Fortnite on open platforms and operating the Epic Game Store, Epic has processed over $1.6 billion of direct payments successfully and uses industry-trusted encryption and security measures to protect customer transactions. Again, this answer has nothing to do with any of that. They don't honestly think that you're concerned about whether or not Epic Games can keep your information safe. As they say, they've been doing this anyway. And you're as safe using Epic as you are using Apple or anyone else. It's common encryption techniques. You're at risk as much as anywhere else. Clearly, Apple and Google acknowledge that third party payment services are safe and acceptable for goods and services. That was never honestly the fight. But what they really wanted to get out in this particular piece of public relations documentation is look at all these places they allow it and look how they are treating games differently. They just, for whatever reason, didn't quite want to say it. Now, where is Epic going to run into trouble on this kind of stuff? It's in the developer guidelines. So I've pulled up those guidelines. This is section 3.1.1 on payments to be accepted by applications on the App Store. It says, if you want to unlock features or functionality within your app by way of example, subscriptions, in-game currencies, which is what we're talking about here. That's what V-Bucks are. If you're not familiar with Fortnite, V-Bucks help you buy costumes and other cosmetics for your Fortnite player games levels, access to premium content, or unlocking a full version, you must use in-app purchase. If you want to sell in-game currencies, you must use in-app purchase. You might say, Rick, well, this is in-app purchase, right? I mean, that's in-app, but it's not. It's not in-app purchase. What they really want to say is that you have to go through them. They get their cut. Apps may not use their own mechanisms to unlock content or functionality, such as License keys, augmented reality markers, QR codes, et cetera, but not limited to those things, right? As we've talked about in virtual legality, such as is not a limiting kind of phrase. So the overall restriction is that you may not use your own mechanisms to unlock content or functionality. You may not use something like a direct payment mechanism to go and unlock V-Bucks on the app store apps in main Metadata may not include buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct customers to purchasing mechanisms other than in-app purchase. And Epic might come out and they might try to use the rhetoric that says, Hey, it's in-app. Look how in-app that is. And we've got a picture of it in the app, but that's not what any of this means. They know it. Apple knows it. Google knows it because at the end of the day, what is supposed to happen here under their kind of philosophy of how their market is supposed to work, free apps, are supposed to net developers 70% of sales from their in-app purchases. And Apple collects a 30% commission. Epic rejects that, says 30% is way too high. That is entirely their prerogative. One thing I will say as part of this video is that I am entirely in favor of new disruptive market entrants coming in saying that number is too high. It should be lower. And I'm going to complain about it loud and proud. We're going to see some Tim Sweeney tweets as part of this video where he is angry about a lot of stuff that I think is probably hypocritical coming from a position of the CEO of Epic. But I don't mind the message. I just mind the delivery mechanism. And similarly, you've got the Google kind of terms and conditions. You are the merchant of record for the products you sell or make available via Google Play to all other users. The price you set for products will determine the amount of payment you will receive. A service fee as set forth here and as may be revised by Google from time to time with notice to developer as described in section 15. Don't worry, we won't be reading that. Will be charged on the sales price and apportioned to the payment processor and if one exists, the authorized provider. A lot of legal terminology there, but mostly it comes out to For apps and in-app purchases, in-app products offered through Google Play, the service fee is 30% of the price and you receive 70% of the payment. 3070 has been essentially the market split for these kinds of services for a long, long time. And Epic is trying to break that monopoly with the biggest hammer they have, Fortnite. They know Apple makes a bunch of money off of Fortnite. They know Google makes a bunch of money off of Fortnite. Yes, they make a bunch of money off of Fortnite, but they are willing to take these discounts. On V Bucks, which will have a bottom line effect on their overall commercial number for the V Bucks that they sell in order to try to get Apple down from that 30% number, to get Google down from that 30% number. And Epic is not acting alone. They're acting alone on this economic function right now, but they aren't acting alone in kind of the spirit of what's happening as of right now. I pulled up a Business Insider article from only a few days ago. If you aren't following Microsoft, they're trying to launch their xCloud project, which allows them to stream Xbox games across the internet to various things like tablets and phones. Business Insider had an article here that says the following, when Microsoft's ambitious Netflix of gaming service launches in September, it won't arrive on Apple devices. And here's why. This September, Microsoft plans to launch a major coup in the video game business, the world's first game streaming service with a built-in library, Netflix-style. For $15 a month, you'll be able to stream over 100 games to smartphones and tablets, but it won't be available on Apple's ubiquitous iPhone and iPad. The reason, an Apple spokesperson said on Thursday, is because Apple isn't able to review each game that's available through Game Pass. Right. Their quote, The App Store was created to be a safe and trusted place for customers to discover and download apps and a great business opportunity for all developers. Before they go on our store, all apps are reviewed against the same set of guidelines that are intended to protect customers and provide a fair and level playing field to developers. Because Microsoft, going back to the article, isn't submitting each game on its streaming service to Apple's review process, the app that enables access to those games is being blocked. Because the content that lives in that, again, described here in Business Insider, Netflix of gaming isn't reviewed independently. You see the logic flaw already, I would be willing to bet, if you've got Netflix on your iPhone, right? Apple didn't review all those movies, didn't review all those TV shows, didn't review all that content at all. So Apple has to make an important distinction here, and they aren't able to do so from a rhetorical position. They're able to do so because they have the power and the authority to control what's in their store. But from rhetoric, they can't make this claim. Or as they continue, our customers enjoy great apps and games from millions of developers and gaming services can absolutely launch on the App Store. As long as they follow the same set of guidelines applicable to all developers, including submitting games individually for review and appearing in charts and search. In addition to the App Store, developers can choose to reach all iPhone and iPad users over the web through Safari and other browsers on the App Store. Do you want to get this service out to your people? We've got a service for you. It's called Safari. Very, very suspicious. In any event, I tend to agree with Microsoft in their complaints here, or as they quote uh, in the statement that was released as part of this, our testing period for the Project X Cloud Preview app for iOS has expired. Unfortunately, we do not have a path to bring our vision of cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to gamers on iOS via the Apple App Store. Apple stands alone as the only general purpose platform to deny consumers from cloud gaming and game subscription services like Xbox Game Pass. And. It consistently treats gaming apps differently, applying more lenient rules to non-gaming apps, even when they include interactive content." Now remember, that was part of some of the statements that Epic made about all this, right? This is what they are talking about. We think all developers should be free to support direct payments in all apps. The game companies are coming together against Apple in particular, but also Apple and Google in the case of Epic, and how they are treating video game applications differently than the other applications on their service. Given that Apple allows services like Netflix and Spotify, says Business Insider, without reviewing every piece of content, why not allow a similar service for gaming? The difference boils down to the medium, according to Apple. Now, this is all paraphrased, so we always take it with a grain of salt. Games are interactive, unlike music and film, and there are consumer expectations baked into the App Store related to gaming. Now, the interactivity point means nothing, right? The interactivity doesn't change whether or not something is viable or works in the App Store. That shouldn't matter. The expectations baked into the App Store related to gaming, I think, is a little bit of a hint as to what Apple actually means here. Look, we make our money curating this store to some extent. Right? I think we all have our issues with curation on mobile devices of all kinds, but we make our money presenting some kind of marketplace that can be dependent upon. And oh, we just don't know if a small independent company like a Microsoft could possibly have a product that would be otherwise what folks are expecting. And so as you can tell from the tone of voice that I just used, Apple is trying to make this claim and they are failing. There is no distinction between an xCloud and Netflix and a Spotify that makes sense for this particular purpose, except the most important one, which is that Apple doesn't want it because Apple makes its money through Apple Arcade, makes its money through selling video games on their store. And if somebody is offering for only $15 to give you 150 games, Apple looks at that and says, whoa, 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 that's a competitor. We don't want that. And so I think Microsoft brings up a good point. Someone else that makes up a good point is Facebook. Facebook Gaming went out with a tweet only a couple days ago that said the following, well... We have some good news. We're launching the standalone Facebook gaming app today on iOS. We know many creators and fans have been waiting a long time for it, so thanks for sitting tight. Now, this actual application is designed to let you watch Facebook gaming streams. Think of it like Twitch or YouTube gaming, if you're more familiar with those particular outlets. But as part of their service, they also had these kind of mini web-based games. And Facebook gaming said the following, but for Facebook game developers and players, we do have some bad news. After months of submission and repeated rejections by Apple, We've had to remove instant games entirely from the standalone app. Now, this would exist over on the Google side of things, I believe, the Android side of things, but will not exist on Apple because Apple cited App Store Guideline 4.7, rejecting the app, claiming the primary purpose of the Facebook gaming app is to play games. It's not. 95% of app activity on Android is from watching live streams. We shared this stat with Apple, but no luck. Or as we look in 4.7 of the guidelines, you are supposed to be allowed to have these kinds of minimal gaming interfaces as long as it's not the main purpose of your app. Apps may contain or run code that is not embedded in the binary as long as code distribution isn't the main purpose of the app. And in general, it's free or purchased through in-app purchase and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's not designed to be your whole application. And certainly when Facebook quotes 95% at you, it's very difficult to get a ruling that it's not the main purpose of the app, right? 95% are using it for game streaming. That's not gaming. That's not anything that we're worried about. The main purpose of the app is not these tiny little basketball games. Even Apple knows that. They don't care. These are guidelines to them, and Apple retains an iron fist over what it wants to put in its store and what it doesn't want to put in there. Now, personally, I am of the belief that Apple should have the right to do that that Apple created this platform, that it can decide what it wants to have on its service or not. And I think that it deserves every bit of vitriol that you want to level at it for making these kinds of decisions, but they are decisions that Apple is entitled to make. Tim Sweeney, CEO of Epic, disagrees. And if you go and you look at his Twitter, you can find a dozen of these. I just picked out a couple of my favorites where he complains about what Apple is doing. Apple has gone crazy, says Mr. Sweeney. If colleges hold virtual classes through an iPhone app, Apple could demand 30% of the tuition, truly. Apple has no right to take any percent of any company's revenue just because they made the phone people use to access the stuff. Now, Twitter is Twitter, right? And we accept a certain amount of hyperbole for the purposes of rhetorical effect. But that last sentence is absolutely crazy. And it's even more crazy from someone that has a minor platform of their own where they extract money from folks that sell things on that platform. Truly, Apple has no right to take any percent Of any company's revenue just because they made the phone people use to access the stuff. I I don't even know what Mr. Sweeting would answer to respond to how then can Epic Game Store, which just provides access to games, take any percent from folks? And the truth is he doesn't believe this, not at the fundamental level. He just thinks 12% is more fair than 30%. Or maybe he doesn't. Because he also says the number is not the issue. The problem is not a number and a number isn't a solution. The problem is unfair trade practices that obstruct competition among stores and payment processors. He sees Apple as something different. To be sure, if you've been in virtual legality, we've covered a couple of cases where folks are starting to look at Apple as having a monopoly on Apple access, which is just bizarre to me and I hope is a loser ultimately when we talk about long-term antitrust effects, because I do think technology in particular is a very disruptive industry, as we see from Epic existing at all, and that can be disrupted from things like this without the legal process, without government having to come in and break things up, where you can have an Epic decide to use its money and say, 30 is wrong, let's make it 12, and hopefully have success making it 12, and then competing in an open market and saying, Apple is doing it wrong, Google is doing it wrong. But To actually say they should be more open, I don't think so. I think platform holders get to pick the percentage that they want. And if you don't like their processes, if you don't like their procedures, you go out, you talk to Business Insider, you talk to The Verge, you have these conversations, you put out tweets if you're Facebook that says, yeah, don't hate us, hate Apple. And you bring some more of that pressure on Apple to look at its guidelines, to say, you know what, this isn't reflective of the way people actually want to operate right now. 30% is maybe too high. And Epic is also, while they rattle the saber, making these kinds of noises that say, hey, if Apple and Google lower their fees, Epic will pass along those savings. Yeah, absolutely. We're not trying to get rich on this. We're the good guys. Apple and Google, they are the bad guys. And so if they were to lower their fees, of course, we would pass that along to you. Now, would they pass 100% along to you? I would doubt it. They're not passing it along to you right now. But when you get to Mr. Sweeney, you get to these kinds of comments, They are hypocritical, especially for somebody that runs its own closed walled garden platform, but I do understand where he's coming from. I do want to see this competition continue. I just don't think that the argument that Apple doesn't have the right to set that number is the correct one. They, of course, have the right to set the number in their own store, and you have the right to not go there. The fact that they have that big audience doesn't mean that they should somehow have to lower their number because you want access to that audience, which is something that the Epic Game Store well knows. But... I thumbnailed this video is that Epic declared war and I really do fully believe that this is a very unusual step for them to take this is a unilateral across the board discount everywhere except against their targets the app store and the google play store and this is a major expense this should be classified as a kind of major marketing expense Epic is paying money paying 20% of what it could otherwise earn if you wanted to pay for V-Bucks on the PlayStation in order to send a message to Apple, to send a message to Google to get press like they got in IGN, and we'll see if it works out for them. Apple and Google are very likely to respond very negatively to this to potentially remove Fortnite from their service, but Epic knows it has a lot of leverage. Epic knows how much money that they make from Fortnite as it stands, Now, will they then lower their prices if people can just go around them entirely? That's an open question. Essentially, Epic has dropped a certain large-sized bomb of a weapon because if Apple and Google allow this, they might realize no money from Fortnite. And once you realize no money from Fortnite, well, then you've got a war on your hands because Apple and Google have nothing to lose from banning your particular product. This has been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I love talking about these things, business strategy, the business and law of pop culture, video games, movies, television, music, everything else that you love to read about and love to learn about, we like to cover here in Virtual Legality. So please do like, subscribe, share with your friends, tell folks that we are having these conversations. We think they are important. And we love having conversations with new folks who are just discovering the channel and sometimes agreeing with us, sometimes very much not agreeing with us. As long as you're reasonable, as long as your criticisms are reasonably directed, not in hominem attacks on each other, we love to have you here. We love to have those conversations, whether you agree or disagree. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it on a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality.